This is our Vision Sunday, and every year we're required to be accountable and, you know, apply our faithfulness to being compliant to the state of Texas and our government, and we get to do that because the Lord asks us to do that, amen, to honor them and to pray for them and to be obedient, and so today is our Sunday for a business meeting, but I don't do business meetings like you've been in probably. I, get, I let the Lord lead the business meeting, amen, and uh, we experience hosting God's presence even by giving a few numbers that we're going to give today, and for you that are, amen, been here for a while, you know that um, those who are faithful in their giving and being a part of this house, you have access, we're transparent, amen, and we're accountable to you, and you can see the numbers and ask questions, and amen, the finance team will be there, to, and, and Tammy knows how to answer all those questions, she loves that stuff, amen, so uh, you, you made some statements here today while you were singing, you said, I hear you, and I'm available, do we mean that? Because it's important that we have an ear to hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. And, and, and I have come to realize after over 40 years of ministry that the Lord isn't saying some of the things I thought He was saying. Now, Pastor Lowe, I know you're setting us up because when, when I say this, you're going to agree, oh yeah, that's a fact, you know, because the Lord is, His character is already set. When you talk about the fruit of the Spirit, it's already set. When you consider the fruit of the Spirit of of kindness and temperance and meekness and long-suffering. You, and you go through the nine attributes of the fruit. It's not many fruits. One fruit has a lot in it. Amen. He's, he's not beating people up. And he's not pointing out people's failures and garbage and stuff and lies. And, and the list goes on, doesn't it? He's not pointing that stuff out. He's pointing out something else. And and he's so into you and me becoming who he says we are. He's so merciful every morning. His mercies are made fresh. Amen. And he's asking me and you to join with him in demonstrating his mercy. Would you agree on that? That if he's going to be king of his kingdom within me, that the throne room of his house, we're the temple of the Holy Spirit, the throne room of his house is the holies of holies. And his seat is the mercy seat. Now, based on the way I add and subtract and the way I look through particular lens of being a, you know, I grew up this one lens, everything's a plan of action. When I look through that lens and I measure from that lens, it can be unkind. It can be like, wow, man, you're, you're judging me. And... Uh, yeah, you're right about the fact that I'm flawed, and yeah, I got this baggage. You got me nailed to rights on that, but the influence that God means for me and you to have is to be life and not death, to bring hope where there is no hope. We are bearers of good news. Amen? And the gospel is the power of God. The good news is the power of God unto salvation. Anybody need to be saved? Oh, pastor, I'm already saved. 
Well, you might reconsider the fact that you still are, you're, it's unto salvation. You're still in a process. You're being changed into his image from glory to glory as by the Spirit. That's why we host the presence of God. And on Vision Sunday, we not only, amen, talk about what we believe about the vision of God, we state what Jesus' vision is. Did you know his vision is pretty simple? It's not heavy and burdensome. It's easy and it's light. And you can actually rest while being engaged with him in his vision. When I state it, you're going to say, oh, pastor, be careful now. He's, he, his vision was well, before he went in the clouds, he, he, he declared it. Go into all the world, every place, everywhere, and make disciples, baptizing them. Well, that's for the ministry. I'm, 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 I'm a saint, and I'm a member of a church somewhere. No, that was an appeal to everyone that is breathing. Amen. My position here as a pastor is an equipper. As a believer, I can pray for the sick. Well, you can't pray for the sick as a pastor? No, I equip as a pastor. As a teacher, I equip. Y'all got to catch this. As a believer, I pray for the sick. As a believer, I do the work of the ministry. Mm. And see, the vision of, ki- of the kingdom of God is that everyone here acknowledges. I know the enemy's telling you where you can Isn't it interesting how we focus on our flaws and our, our inability? And, and we justify basically sitting and not getting up and walking over the fact that we are flawed and we have weaknesses and inabilities. But I promise you with all my heart today that I'm not going to tell you a fib on this. This is the truth. This is the truth. The Lord has never told you about your weakness or your inability. The devil is real good at it, and he sounds just like Daddy talking. He can mimic Daddy, and he's so convincing. And he'll even teach you how to go to church and put a mask on and act as though everything's okay. But Jesus will tell you who you are and how powerful and how much authority and dominion he's given you, and he'll never tell you to go to church. Be careful. He will tell you to be the church. Amen? He will will remind you of what, what he did on behalf of this power and dominion he's offered to you, which is life, and this life more abundantly. So, so Pastor Lord, help me. What are we going to do about this? He never sent anyone out by themselves. And we all know, I, I knew that, but well, why, you, why are you always going out by yourself? Why do you keep doing life by yourself? Why do you always want to be by yourself? I, I, I look... You, 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 if you're, Pastor, you preach in the choir. Yep, that's right. I have that same temptation to be by myself. I have to deal with the same temptation. I'm, I'm weak. I get inabilities. I can't do this. And this voice has to be God because it's so accurate. It's got to be God saying this, so I, I, need to be, I need to get out of the way and not offend what God's doing. I need to help God by getting out of the way. 
Has anybody ever come to that conclusion before? I hope I get to the business meeting part of this thing. And so I encourage you. Paul needs to find that where Silas is. Silas needs to find out where Paul James needs to be sure he with John. Because together, yeah, they sons of thunder. But together, what they can do. Because Aquila needs to find Priscilla. Vice versa. Why? Because you cover one another's weakness. And all of a sudden, you lean on one another's strengths. And you edify and you build up and you confirm what dad is saying and you're able to push out everything, every lie and every voice that's religious, that sounds correct, you push it out. And when you go in twos, yeah, the enemy is freaking out when you get connected. When you start walking together, he freaks out and he starts running seven different ways. But the Lord wants you to know, don't rejoice that you have power over the enemy, but rather rejoice that your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. <laughs> Whose name? Your name. Well, what name are we called by? There's only one name. And whatever we do in word or deed... We do all in the name of. <sighs> Ladies and gentlemen, before the cross of Jesus Christ, they were all baptized with the baptism unto repentance. Before Jesus died, they're being baptized in water with the baptism unto. Why are they being baptized? What's the point there? Oh, you're going to find out today. But after the cross of Jesus Christ, they're all baptized. In the name of Jesus Christ. Go check, your, go check your book out. Everyone that was baptized after the cross was baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of their sins. And Jesus gives them the command, Go ye into all the world, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Jesus said, I came in my Father's name. And I'm sending the Holy Spirit in my name. And whatever you do in word or deed is baptism of deed. Do all in the name. There's none other name given. There's none other name given. There's none other name given unto men whereby we must be. Anybody want to walk in salvation? Well, what is salvation? Oh, pastor, I'm not going to go to hell. I'm saved. No, that's not salvation. I know that's what the Christian world preaches. And I, I used to preach it passionately. Salvation is when you come out of darkness into marvelous light. When you come out of this lie that says this is who you are into the light of who God says you are. And you start operating as a child of God, a son of God, amen, going about your father's business, saying only what you hear your father say and doing what you see your father. That's salvation. I've been saved from this life, living down, amen, depressed, in, in debt, doomed, amen. I felt unworthy, less than valuable. Anybody know that feeling? That's the kingdom of hell. It's where faith, doubt, and unbelief operate. You just doubt everything. You don't believe anything in the kingdom. 
you got a reason why it's doomed, despair, agony, and defeat. That's darkness. But in light, where you are baptized, because you're making a commitment when you go down in that water to take that name that's above every name. Yeah. Come on, look. You know, I used to believe that Yahweh was the, that, that's it. You can't even, you can't, you're not even supposed to say that. But when God came in flesh, he revealed his name that's above every name. There's never been, never will be a name above Jesus. <laughs> that's the top tier. And he says, I'm going to give you that name. And it's going to come through way, by way of covenant. And the covenant has to do with the water breaking. And so we do this foolish thing called water baptism. And many people actually in, in the church world have went down in water and because they didn't understand the covenant that was being made and what was really going on, they just got wet. And to come to find out, they, they come to find out, man, I don't, Man, well, no, God was okay with that because there's a process of coming to a place where your ear is hearing what the Spirit's saying. Yeah, and some of you are going to hear the voice of God. Not Dwayne, you're going to hear the voice of God today. I'm confident of that. Because I, I fussed with the Lord all week about this. And I, I didn't want to do what I'm doing right now. And he, he says, no, you, that's what you're going to do because... I'm going to be the lead, and you're going to trust me, and that's going to be your form of worship. Okay, Daddy, you got me. Greatest form of worship is what? Trust. Amen? Not works. Faith without works is dead. I know that, but what's, who's doing the work here? When it's all said and done, look what the Lord has done, right? When it's all said, everybody agree. Not what Dwayne Lowe did, but what Daddy did. And so faith is doing the work through us. I agree. And if I agree, like my daddy Adam, as I hear my daddy speak, I can name all the animals in the earth because I'm just repeating what he said. And I'm seeing the handiwork of my father. All he needs is me to be his representative. And for me to be his representative and you to be his representative, we bear his name. And so when you go down on a watery grave, wow happens in the kingdom of God because you laid down the life you were living in fear, doubt, and unbelief. You leave that there. And that guy, that girl that you have to deal with in the mirror, you speak to them every day. Today you die and he lives. Today you don't have your way. The Lord has. And you have to do that getting up in the morning. The first thing you get in, you washing that face, you're taking care of this temple that belongs to God. You're going to die some more today, by the way, so that he can live. And I know you want to have it your way at Burger King. I understand that. I feel you. But he's going to have his way. And you start to get it, you start feeling his presence come while you're dealing with the problem that the enemy wants to keep pushing the buttons that he pushes in our lives and cause us to justify some of the decisions that we make are outside the kingdom. Come on, we're talking about salvation, ladies and gentlemen. you got to deal with the old man. And so when you go down in water, you're making a commitment to God to leave the old man in the grave. And I'm telling you right now, the Lord's told me, he said, son, today's a new day. 
when you baptize somebody in my name, you get their permission to hold them accountable to the journey. Or they're just getting wet. They need you and you need them. And you're accountable to me and to one another. I went to the cross. You can't bear my cross, son. You can take up your cross and follow me. You can't drink my cup. That's what the Lord's telling me. You can't drink. I, I drank a cup. You can't drink. You can, you can join with me in my cup in the fact that you come into fellowship with me. But I died a death. You can't die. You ain't the Savior of the world. I am, son. And the temptation from the enemy is we try to play Messiah and we don't even realize it. Oh, this is a good business meeting, isn't it? And when you're trying to play Messiah and you're trying to save the world and identify everybody that's messed up and preaching the messed up doctrines, you get wore out. The enemy is, there's nobody in this room that's a match for the wits of the enemy. The only way you and I can match the enemy and put him under our feet is we only say what we hear our Father say. We only do what we see him do. He's the mature ox. We're the young ox. We're yoked with him. And we're on purpose, in mission, for the kingdom of God. Amen? So I encourage you, ladies and gentlemen, you want to you be saved? then you want to live in your true identity. Doing ritualism won't save you. Being a child of God and operating as God's representative as sons of God. Come on, ladies, I'm talking to you too. Sons of God. That's salvation. That's where testimonies are born. That's where you can be the salt of the earth and the light of the world. Amen. And you stop going to church. You become the bride of Christ. And last time I checked, babies were being born. People are being born again. That means he's married to his bride already. This is not a future event, ladies and gentlemen. He's already married because there's births taking place. It's God's own law to himself. If you're waiting on a marriage to happen in the future, you missed it already. This thing started 2,000 years ago when he said, it is finished. And the kingdom of God was ushered in. And it's within you. And it's righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. I looked at the clock because I got some numbers to give. Are you tracking of this kingdom, there shall be no end. Pastor, you mean salvation is not the difference from going to hell to heaven? No, heaven came to earth. Yes. And when you find out what that means, you will find out that at the day of Pentecost, and they were all filled with the baptism of the Spirit of God. And the reason that's so imperative and, and, and necessary for you to get, that's where Adam took up where he left off when he turned from God. Amen. That's where he was empowered to be. Amen. The representative of God. Now, 
me say it like this, and I'll give you a few numbers, but i got to pick it where I'm leveling off. If you're not enjoying the evidence of the kingdom right now, then you need to highly consider that maybe you're not a believer on the level that God believes you can believe in him on. Because wearing a mask, amen, and acting like you're all in, but at the same time going home, amen, and kicking the dog, and as we heard today, carrying your peace instead of walking in peace. And the relationship at home is just, it's just about to explode. That's not salvation. And that's not your identity. You're missing something because there's an ear that has to hear. It's got to hear what the Spirit is saying. And so we're being challenged every day to, to, ask, to ask God to help us keep the old man down so that we can walk in the light and in salvation and in, come on, the kingdom. Amen. Does anybody want to be walking with God one day and then just all of a sudden you're not? That's not a far-fetched idea. The Lord is wanting you to walk with him on the level that you can be translated from one place to the next like Philip because you're carrying the good news to people that need the good news. God wants you to walk with him on that level that he can be glorified. And he's not glorified in our divisiveness and in our heartburn and our anxiety and the thing that you know, equals the fact that we're, <laughs> we're in debt it's doom, despair, agony, defeat. He's not glorified in that. He's glorified over here. And the fact that I agree with him on who I am, I'm in right standing with God. That's the righteousness of God. I'm full of this peace. I can't explain it. I just got this peace. Joy that's unspeakable and full of glory. I just can't quit talking about it. That's where he's glorified. And when I can do that with Tammy and Tammy can do that with me where we just can't talk enough about Daddy, that's when this covenant that he planned for us 40 years ago is coming to good fruit. Amen. But you know, Daddy believes in me and you more than we believe in ourselves. And there's divine encounters for every one of us right now. Can you believe? And if you're having a problem believing, well, let me encourage you to make a few steps that where God will meet you and change that dynamic to where all of a sudden you wasn't believing, and now I believe. And you mean it. I mean, you're all in. Amen? And so at New Life Fellowship, for everybody here, I, I just want to quickly go over a few thoughts about our passion, amen, to demonstrate the life of Jesus Christ among our relationships here and into our community. And so we believe with all of our heart, just like Jesus said, go into all the world 
and baptize or make disciples and baptize them, that that's our vision here. When we talk about, amen, with that we exist to lead people to experience freedom in Christ and build healthy relationships, that's what that means. Amen. Everybody has been given the privilege of being set free from whatever holds you captive. And the way that New Life Fellowship can serve our community on that level is that we offer them the invitation of the Spirit, come taste and see that the Lord is good, that you're not left out, that you're not in a place, if you're breathing, He's after you, but you don't understand, Pastor. Hey, I blasphemed God. And I've heard that doctrine too. And if you blaspheme God and you don't deal with it, you won't, you won't be in a good place. And somebody says, well, if you blaspheme, you, you can't be. If you stay in that condition, you can't be saved. So what do you do? You find out what blasphemy is. So you can get set free from it. Yeah. What's the one thing God cannot forgive? Unforgiveness. Yeah, because when you won't forgive your brother, you just said to Jesus Christ and him crucified, your forgiveness don't work. When I hold you captive and I want him to set me free while I'm holding you captive, he can't do it. That's blaspheming his mercy for you because you won't show mercy to others. Has anybody ever done that before? You don't understand, Patrick. You don't know what they did to me. Well, isn't it a good thing that we didn't really know what they did to Jesus? And when you start measuring and you come to Paul's revelation, I have determined to know nothing but Jesus Christ and him crucified. Wow. All of a sudden, the revelation of Jesus Christ and him crucified is hearing and following. Huh. When I measure everything I do from that lens, I can't help but forgive everybody because I'm experiencing Jesus Christ and Him crucified. It's breathtaking. You can't do nothing to me at that point because I'm empowered. That's why Jesus said to them, they said, we want to go tell everybody, but no, you're not ready. You hang out right here. You tarry right here until you be endued with power from on high. And when you get endowed with this power, then go say, then go tell, because I'm telling you, they're going to want to kill you, they gonna, and they are. There's some of them, you're going to die for me. you got to be ready to die for me. And the reason most Christians can't say that they can actually die for Jesus, they want to, but they don't know that they could, is because they hadn't been filled with what it takes. To say, whatever, I'm all in. You can count on me. We're not playing the Peter card. You can count on me, Lord, I'm with you. Peter, you don't know what you're saying. The enemy is wanting to sift you like wheat. But I prayed for you. You're going to deny me. No, not so. Yeah, you, yeah you're definitely going to deny me. No, I ain't. Anybody ever been that passionate about it? You can count on me, Lord. But when, when the time came, you dropped the ball. Hey, Hey, Peter understands. Isn't it awesome that the one that can understand us dropping the ball is the one that carried the message. He had the keys of the kingdom that unlocked this thing. 
And when the, when the Jewish nation and all the nations gathered for the Pentecost feast, they said, what must we do? He gives them the message of hope. Repent. Be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for them. And you shall receive the baptism of the Spirit. And when they heard this, what happened? 3,000 yielded to it, got empowered and went out and began to impact the then known world. Anybody want to walk in salvation? It's not about heaven or hell, is it? It's about being who God designed you to be. And the enemy wants you to doubt your identity in Christ. That's why he keeps down, down in you every day and reminding you of everything in your past that looks like a failure. But that failure belongs to the devil, not, not you. Just like everything good that God's going to do in your life belongs to daddy and not you. So let's put everything in the right perspective here. It's about vision. It's about us leading people to experience freedom in a relationship with Christ so that they can build healthy relationships. Paul and Silas get together. It's the jailhouse rock. James and John get together. They're going to move the enemy out, run in seven different ways. Come on. It's something about us finding our place in the identity that God designed for us and yielding to one another and confessing our faults one to the other that we may be healed. It's okay if you know my weakness. It's okay if I know your weakness because we know who we are. But you can't have that knowing until you experience the one, amen, that puts you together. And he's waiting on us. We said, we said, I hear you, Lord. I'm available. And so our purpose at New Life Fellowship always will remain to be to receive the promise, the baptism of the Spirit, receive the promise of the Father. Experience freedom in Christ by way of hosting the presence of God and then change the world around you. Amen. Those that God put in your path. That is our purpose at New Life Fellowship. And our mission at New Life Fellowship, supporting the kingdom of God, lost people found, found people mentored, mentored people equipped, and equipped people engaged. Amen? They are the church. Everywhere they go, they're taking care of God's garden. They're being the Adam that God put together from the very beginning, amen, and led on a journey all the way to his love and his mercy and his grace. Now, Adam is happening finally. And we're the ones that have been chosen from heaven to walk in it because why? We choose him. We choose him. And so, I'm so thankful that we have these few numbers that I'm going to give you right now. And I will conclude the message here in a few moments because i got a few other things God's saying to me that I want to tell you. But anyway, at New Life Fellowship, we're IRS, IRS compliant. We are a nonprofit certified. We have a nonprofit certified public accountant. She's, she's awesome. She is spirit-filled. She hears the voice of God. Amen. That, that, that's just an added bonus. And she holds us accountable to our objective as the church of the living God Amen, when it comes to the world around us. And I thank God for her. 
And so if you want to get some more numbers that are financial numbers and you want to see that, you're welcome to see that. Here's some numbers in 2020. 216. 2020 now, how many remember 2020? It was interesting, wasn't it? And we found out if we believed or not, didn't we, during 2020? 216 first-time guests attended the worship services that we had in 2020. That means an average of six new families came every time we opened the doors. New guests. Wow, thank you, Jesus. That means there's an attraction. And so 18 attended at least one step of our growth track. And we've changed the model of our growth track to be more relational. Amen? So that we're connecting with one another. 17 water baptisms in 2020. There was more than that, but we have record of 17 water baptisms, and we're going to take that more seriously in 2021. In our small groups, we offered 10 small groups in the fall semester. Amen, we was meeting over Zoom a lot of the times, but we had fall semesters, and we had 63 attendants during our 10 small groups. On our equip side, we had two groups and 28 attended. An average of 22 life changers served every Sunday here during 2020. 21 days of prayer and fasting. Anybody like 21 days of prayer and fasting? Amen. If you haven't enjoyed that with us, you want to check it out. During that, in the January time, we had, not this January, the January in 2020, 65 average attendants in our 21 days of prayer and fasting. That means Monday through Friday at 6 a.m. to 7 a.m., we had an average of 65 people meeting together, amen, and listening and serving, amen, the presence of God. In August, we had an average of 76 that joined with us in our 21 days of prayer. That's pretty healthy growth, ladies and gentlemen, because right now, if there's a need in our world right now, it's a church praying and having fellowship with God. And I mean that in the sense of they're hosting God's presence, they're listening, and they're following However, I want to bring to you numbers from God's perspective. That's all well and good that we brought those numbers up. But this is what God's interested in. How many had a testimony of being physically healed in 2020? Would you stand? Anybody that got healed in 2020? Physically. All right. How many in 2020 had a financial blessing happen to you? Would you stand? How many in 2020 was almost had enough of the emotional downturn, amen, and you got emotionally healed in 2020? Would you stand? Everybody remain standing that stood. All right. This is what God's interested in. How many prayed for someone in 2020 and they received a miracle or a healing? Would you stand? How many prophesied to someone and confirmed what the Holy Spirit was saying Amen to them already. How many did that in 2020? This is good. How many took a step in boldness to step into your God-given role and follow him in making others great in 2020? Would you stand? That's a business meeting numbers that God's interested in. You may be seated. And so... This is what God is saying to those who follow and represent him. 
There are benefits when you truly follow what you hear in the Spirit say. It reads this way in Deuteronomy 6, verse 10. When God, your God, ushers you into the land he promised through your ancestors, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to give you, you're going to walk into large, bustling cities you didn't build, well-furnished houses you didn't buy, come up on wells you didn't dig, and vineyards and olive orchards you didn't plant. I have to say this to you. When the Lord sent Tammy and I to San Antonio, that's the way it looked. God had already been doing some things here that wowed she and I. And we didn't purchase, New Life didn't purchase this property. God gave it to us. That's, that sound, does that sound like God to you? And so... We don't deserve the presence of God that meets with us here every time we meet on this property, do we? But he does it because he has a plan, and his vision is foremost. And did I always handle God's vision just right? No. Man, I had some baggage when I showed up 30 years here. I had some issues that I didn't know I had. I thought, man, I'm God's man. Let's go. Let's do this. I got it. If you need to know about it, come check with me. I'll give it to you. And, and I'm wet behind the ears in more than one way. And yet God is taking the zeal and the passion and saying, I can work with that. And in the process, I'll keep making you, son. Just stay on fire with me. Is this helping somebody today? And so the Lord set us up to enjoy the best that he can offer. And we haven't yet enjoyed all the best he can offer yet, but we can see his fingerprint on it everywhere we turn. So we must not forget who brought us through 2020. When I look back at it, man, it was like messed up, unfair. But from God's lens, he didn't have an ounce of heartburn whatsoever. He wasn't worried about it. It worked into his greater objective, his vision. His, he started waking people up to realize, man, we thought we were doing the God thing, but obviously, he's just been being merciful to us and just putting up with our stuff. And he's not beating us up with that. He's just saying, come on, you can get closer and we can have some fun now. So we're here in this great city because I believe that people and even Christians are looking for more. There's this nagging feeling inside my spirit that people are hungry for more. I've got to have more. There's got to be more to Christianity than what I'm experiencing because the evidence in my life says I'm missing something. And I'm still here and God is still reaching, so I don't want to miss the mark. And if you are praying, Lord, or whatever it is, help me get through it so that I don't miss you, amen, and, and give other influences of my life more influence than you. This is important because we're talking about his name. God has made it our business to offer people a simple process, a simple message, light and easy, not burdensome. You won't hear the message, you need to work harder in New Life Fellowship. No, you won't hear that. 
what you'll hear at New Life Fellowship is what's the Lord asking you today? What's the Lord saying to you right now? And we'll encourage you to get together with other people that are paying attention to what the Lord's saying and find out what they're hearing. Because when you start getting together, the mind of Christ comes. Oh, and when you're together with someone else's hearing, what can happen will blow your mind. And the angels are positioned, ministering spirits that are sent forth to everyone in this room to minister to you as an heir of salvation. They're already positioning themselves for your agreement with what God is saying. And the moment you hear it and someone confirms it and you agree together, where two or three agree, that's why you don't want to be by yourself, where two or three agree on what daddy's saying, angels start going and they start doing, ooh, wow, starts happening. And, and you're, you, you can't believe it hardly because you're seeing it and, and, and he's the reason for it. It's something about when, he's in, with some, when I'm with someone else and God does a miracle, we really don't know which one had the most in it. It must be daddy then had the most in it. It really don't matter about me tooting my horn. Look what I did. I prayed for somebody and they, they were dead and they're not, now they're breathing. They're walking around. Ah, look what I did. No. When you're with your brother or sister, there's accountability that comes with that. And God now through humility and through connection, can do the miraculous. These signs follow them that believe. <sighs> now, what kind of faith am I it's asking me to exhibit right now? Connection. 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 We exist to lead people to freedom and a Christ connection so that they can build healthy relationships, connection. When we get together, anything can happen. When Paul and Silas looks like it's over and they're in the jail and they've been whooped up on and they have every reason to suck their thumbs and bellyache and complain. Anybody know how to do that? Instead, they decide to hold one another accountable. That old man in the mirror, he ain't getting out of the grave. Let's rejoice. Let's be glad. Let's start praising God. And when I got a brother or sister, when I'm going through a storm in my life that's encouraging me and holding me accountable, it's a lot easier to praise. It's a lot easier to rejoice. It's, all, it's like, look up, O ye gates, and the Lord will come in. But when I'm by myself, the enemy loves that because he's good at poker. He plays the right cards. Amen? Wow. I got just a few more minutes to finish this. <laughs> There's three things that you need to consider today as I close the message in a few moments. Like, <laughs> today is like every day. At New Life Fellowship, we see the need to celebrate Jesus. Can we all agree that celebrating Jesus is probably a wise choice? And the most important way that, that I found out that I can celebrate him, I know we, we do a celebration portion in our services that has to do with returning God his tithe and an offering. And that's celebrating the fact that he gave his first, amen. God gave his best. And so 
because he did what he did, I'm living today. And in my life, I can always remember what belongs to God. And that's my whole heart. When my heart's in it, everything else he's given to me, time, talent, resources, it's easy to make sure that his portion is returned to him and that celebration. But the greatest form of celebration to him is to give him my heart. And you do that by changing the way you think. This was the message Peter came and gave. And you go down in a watery grave. There's only a few works that you can do that's effective. And that's repentance and going down in this foolish thing called water. And getting there and trusting that something from heaven is happening. I, don't, I can't figure it all out, but something's happening now. Water baptism is huge. And I know in our world that water baptism in our Christian world is not really necessary across the board. Ah, you can do it. It's okay if you do it, but it's not necessary. And uh, that's the biggest lie that's ever been told. Because Jesus said it was of utmost importance. He that believeth in me and is baptized, the same shall be saved. He that believeth not shall be condemned. I'm not saying that, y'all. Daddy said that. And he gives a vision that states, if you're going to walk with me, you're going to go into every place, everywhere, every nation, and baptize them and make disciples. It's not a suggestion. It's a mandate from heaven. And so there's three things that happen that I've said here before, and we even did it on our Passover evening celebration. Three reasons you want to be baptized today if you haven't been. Number one, baptism follows the example set by Jesus. Consider, Jesus, our Savior, why did he need to be baptized? Well, he didn't need to be baptized. Yeah, he did. He needed to be baptized for this reason. He chose to be our example, and he leads as an example. He blazed the trail, ladies and gentlemen. He blazed it. And after he was baptized, isn't it interesting that a voice from heaven says this, is my beloved son whom I'm well pleased. I don't know, man. He's being baptized, and, and the Spirit is so pleased in him being baptized that he says this, hear ye him, King James Version. Do what he says, right? He comes up out of that water, and the Spirit leads him into the wilderness. And there... Amen. With the authority that's been invested in him as the son, he comes out of the wilderness after 40 days in power. And he crosses back over Jordan. Amen. Demonstrating sonship and the kingdom of God. Saying this, come follow me and I will make you. Does that sound like his vision? Go ye, baptize, and make disciples. Does anybody want to get on point with Daddy and catch his vision? 
And today I believe with all of my heart that what happens in that water and him being the example gives you the kind of authority and dominion to hate the things that keep holding you down. Does anybody want to get over something in your life that you don't like about yourself and you're like, man, why can't I quit this? Why don't I dislike this? Why won't I hate this? If you've been baptized right, according to Scripture, authority comes with it. And all of a sudden, you will notice, oh, man, I don't want to go there no more. I don't want to be involved in that no more. All of a sudden, that thing that equals darkness, you're attracted to light by way of water baptism. Now, that's authority because authority is connected to what? The name. The name is powerful. Isn't it interesting when you sign your check, you don't, you don't sign it father, son, husband? Because they won't cash it. They want to know what your name is. That's important, ladies and gentlemen. You don't sign it wife, daughter, grandma. You sign it with your name. It has authority for it to be cashed. When you go down in his name, there is where blood and water comes together. Come on, ladies. You know about the birth process. Authority happens when the water breaks. There's a son. There's a daughter being born. They're part of a family. They have special privilege now. There's a certificate that has the name written on it. This has got a track with y'all. He's our example. And we hear he's called by his name. Amen. This, this verse speaks in 1 John 2 and 4. Someone would say, I, I am a Christian. I have my own way to heaven. I belong to Christ. But if he does not, John, 1 John 4 and 2, if he does not do what Christ tells him to, he is a liar. Jesus tells all who follows him in Mark 16, 15, to go into the world, preach the good news to everyone everywhere. Those who believe and are baptized will be saved. Here's the second reason you want to celebrate Jesus in baptism. Bab baptism demonstrates what happened. We're not choosing a church or a denomination. We're choosing a changed life, death, burial, and resurrection. Baptism in water and receiving the Spirit is the doorway to the changed life. Peter said it this way in 1 Peter 3.21. In baptism, we show that we have been saved from death and doom by the resurrection of Christ. Not because our bodies are washed clean by water. Amen. But because... In being baptized, we are turning to God and asking Him to cleanse our, heart, cleanse our heart from sin. And some of us today are wanting to be clean in your spirit and your heart. And yet, the influence of the religious world still has an impact on your life. God wants you to break that today by trusting Him. Amen. Taking on His name. Thirdly, and I close with this, the reason we do thirdly Celebrate Jesus in baptism. His baptism declares my commitment publicly. Baptism declares my private commitment to Jesus publicly. And some of us would say, well, my faith is private. 
No, your decision is private, but your faith can't ever be private. It has to be public. Jesus is asking us to follow him, but where you are, but at some point, he wants us to know in Matthew 10, 32, whoever acknowledges me, come on, it's got to be public, before others, I will acknowledge them before my Father in heaven. But pastor, I want to keep this private. Whoever disowns me before others, I will disown before my Father in heaven in heaven. Now, I'm a guy, and being a guy, I would have preferred to get married to Tammy without everybody being in my business. Being honest with you, I didn't care for all the, but I was so into that girl, I was willing to do whatever. And making it public was important. Because now everybody found out, that's my girl. And I'm all in. I didn't know what I was getting into. And she didn't either. But it was covenant. And it was public. And everybody knew, amen, that she and I had made a commitment till death do us part. We're all in. Is Jesus worthy of being celebrated like that? Is he worthy for us to make that kind of commitment? And so I remember when I was 11 years old, I got baptized, y'all. And when I got baptized, all of a sudden I had this authority that I didn't know, I didn't understand, but it was working. And because I had now, I lost my interest in some things in the darkness it was impacting people around me at 11 years old. And right now, you being the salt of the earth and the light of the world is connected to death, burial, and resurrection. And for you, I'm not trying to be deep. Death, burial, and resurrection, Jesus Christ and crucified equals the message that Peter gave us. He gave it to the Jews first, then to Samaria, and then to the Gentiles. Same message. Preach the same way. Repentance, baptism in the name of Jesus, and being filled with the Spirit. Same message. Paul, who wrote Romans 10, preached that same message in Acts 19. Is anybody, don't raise your hand. Was you baptized as a child? Don't raise your hand. If you're putting faith in the fact that you were baptized as a child, I would encourage you to remember this. According to the Bible, baptism is always a post-decision, not a pre-decision. Post-decision meaning when you're ready and your heart is triggered, I need Jesus becomes a revelation to you, then it's time to otherwise, according to the Scripture, amen, and I'm into dedicating babies. You know, I love dedicating babies. I don't necessarily like getting prepared for it, but I love seeing the families encouraged and the babies being given as a commission to the body and us making a commitment. We're going to support the objective of God for that child because that child's going to go through a lot in this world. And as a body, we need to be all in. But baptism doesn't happen then. 
we're dedicating ourselves to serve mom and dad, amen, in this family to be a wall of protection on behalf of that child because that child's facing a lot. But we're praying for that child to come to a place where they can make a decision, a conscious decision. I need Jesus. Now, I know some of you are probably getting texts right now from mom saying, look, the roast is on the table and, and the potatoes are getting cold. And... But text mom back and say, look, just get my plate ready. I'll put it in the microwave. Some of y'all are thinking, well, I don't know if I want to go down in that water because after two or three people go down in it, I don't know if I want to be in that. We've got an updated system with infrared and all the filters that clean the water before you get in it. Well, I want everybody to see me do this. I want to proclaim it to everybody. Well, we got iPhones all over the building. We'll let the world know right now. We'll FaceTime it live. Well, I don't bring any clothes, Pastor. We got all that for you, too. We got towels and wonderful coverings that will help you enjoy this wonderful time of celebrating Jesus Christ because of what he did for you 2,000 years ago. You see, the business of heaven is what I'm talking about right now. We're in a business meeting. Yes, I gave some numbers. And yes, if you want to look at the financials and we got them on the videos, you can get, we'll get your paperwork too. The U.S. government has been honored. More than important, more importantly, you have been honored in the fact that we're transparent and we believe in integrity. But the vision of this house and our mission is God's business. And the numbers he's into is those that's willing to celebrate what he did on a cross, being buried in a grave and coming out of that grave victorious so that we can win. It's a wonderful day to and an opportunity for us to celebrate him. Could we stand? The baptismal team is going to get the baptism ready. And I want to say this to you as we close. I'm going to pray for you here in the next moment. If we're involved in celebrating with you this wonderful event called baptism in the name of Jesus, I'm asking for you to give us permission at New Life Fellowship to serve you in a way that you're accountable to the event and the agreement with leaving the old man in the grave. And remember this, it's not about your performance that I'm talking about. It's about your agreement with what you hear him say. The enemy has come to do one thing, Brother Dan, and that's still kill and destroy our faith. He does not want Dan Fauble paying attention to what Daddy's saying. He wants to steal the Word of God. Not talking about the Bible. Thank God for our Bible. But I'm talking about the unction of God's Spirit to him which is validated in the Bible. God is talking right now, and some of you are hearing. The enemy of your life don't want you to give any time to what you're hearing. And so he's talking. He goes to church. The devil goes to church. And he'll give me all kinds of excuses on why I should not have preached that today. 
Oh, I had him. Boy, he was talking to me. No, you need to do this and this and this. And he comes, as again, he comes postured as Christ. But my spirit man feels it. I ain't, that ain't daddy there. Because I got the spirit. And I'm, 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 I'm getting red flags left and right. So I'm always doing a test of the emergency broadcast. Always, you need to learn how to do that test of the emergency broadcast system. You got to clear everything out. Listen. <sighs> okay, if that's what you want to, Dad, I'm, that's where I'm going to go because I feel better about it. I still don't get it. Is it tracking with some of us? I'm asking for you to give us permission to serve you on a life of hearing and following. And I promise you, you won't get spread out like butter and you won't get overworked. You'll be at rest because you will begin to walk in a place where you only take care of what God's put in front of you. That's where his voice is at. It's straight and narrow. It's not a wide and broad way. It's straight and narrow. And he'll keep you in that waterway. Does that sound attractive to somebody here? And you'll know who's supposed to be connected with you. And you get connected with them because you encourage one another, you strengthen one another, you validate what daddy's saying, and you don't like being apart from that. that that's life. I'm asking you to give us permission to hold you accountable to hearing and following, not performing. To a life of rest. And when you get worked up and you want to knock somebody out, I'm asking you to give us permission to understand where you're at because we've been there too. But to hold you accountable. Don't knock them out. Digress. There's a miracle and right in the middle of this storm and you teach them to listen to the voice of God and see the miracle happen. Would you give me that kind of permission? Would you give this house that kind of permission to hold you accountable to God's mission for you and our community? <sighs> Father, thank you for Vision Sunday in 2021. Thank you for your word. And yes, decisions are being made right now. I see the presence of your spirit on hearts that are making a decision right now. And you're so merciful and so graceful to all of us, starting with me first. Thank you, Daddy, for being so merciful to me, to let me be a part of being in the presence of your children. All these precious people that you're in love with, that you died for. Wow. That I get to encourage them to consider what you're saying to them right now is, is humbling to me. I know you're ready to put them on display. You're just waiting on some of them to agree with the covenant and taking hold of the authority, dominion, and empowerment that comes with it. In Jesus' name. For the guests that have been here and you need to go, you're welcome to leave. If you want to hang out and observe, you're welcome to do that too. But we're going to open the baptismal up for anyone that's ready to celebrate what Jesus did 2,000 years ago and join with him. Amen. Can we make the little, next little bit? If you're not, for you that can, need to go, you can go, but we're going to, we're just going to,
Oh, soak in the presence of God for the next little bit. Turn your hearts towards heaven. Amen. And the baptism's over here to the left. And for anyone that wants us to pray with you, we're up front. We'll pray with you right now. God bless you.